I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. Oh my God, we overanalyze so much and the what if and the what if and what if I get it wrong. And all right, so if that's you, I hear you. Okay, do it anyway. Like go after it and then you can regroup as you go. And you know, it's like our GPS does it all the time. Like you make a wrong turn and they're like, turn around when possible. Like your life can be that way too. <laughs> this is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 257. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am so glad that you are here. Today, I am so low. And guess what? You will be receiving more of these types of episodes. Starting in the new year, I have a brand new website coming out. I don't really feel like people care about that as much as I do. I just think it's one of those things for people that have online businesses where they have websites and stuff. It's like a big deal when we do a whole new website and people on the other end, you're like, cool, good for you, yay. But the the amount of drama that goes into it is mildly ridiculous. But anyway, that is happening. I had a photo shoot in Maryland last week and I'm getting the pictures back. And this actually is going to be different than my previous websites. I will just say I am working with someone who is a branding professional and she's a creative director. And I told her, I said, the thing I feel has been missing over the last, oh my gosh, eight and a half years that I've had a website is humor. I feel like my my personality, I like to think that sometimes I'm funny. I actually asked my daughter the other day and I'm like, do you think I'm funny? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, okay. That makes me feel better. But I feel like my humor has not been expressed on my website. And that's what we're trying to convey. And I will tell you, it was massively out of my comfort zone. And that is the theme of today's episode. But doing this photo shoot and letting someone else take charge creatively has been really difficult for me to embrace. And some of the shots, I'm like, uh, because there's a very fine line when, when you're talking about mixing humor, marrying humor and personal development, it can get cheesy very quickly. I feel like there's very few people who do it 
and do it well <laughs> and it translates well and it can turn cheesy on a dime. And that was my biggest worry. I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be just so ridiculous and people aren't going to get it. And there was like a couple of points during the photo shoot. I'm like, I, I just can't, I can't do it. And she's like, just trust me. The photographs are going to be beautiful. And so I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. We had a lot of fun coming up with the shots and a lot of fun doing the photo shoot. So we shall see. The other thing that's going to come along with the new website is what I just mentioned. I am going to be doing more solo episodes. I have a list of topics that I am going to talk about. I have core beliefs coming up sometime soon. That was one of the suggestions from one of our Patreon members. And so I'm pumped to be able to give you these episodes where I just riff on a topic that I am passionate about. And we all know I'm passionate about personal development, so we'll have a lot to discuss. Also, I have exactly one spot open right now for private coaching. So if you want to work with me one-on-one, hop on over to yourkickasslife.com slash coaching. On that page, you will read all about the daring way that I do privately with my clients. I also do regular life coaching. So if you have something that you, maybe you don't want to do the intense work of the daring way and learn about shame, resilience, and connection, and courage, and vulnerability, all important things, but maybe you need to set better boundaries with specific people in your life. Maybe you have something that you want to step out of your comfort zone about. Maybe you're in transition, career transition, life transition, and you just feel like something is missing. Maybe you aren't living your life according to your values. Maybe you just feel like you need that accountability. You need that push. You need that. The way I describe how I help people when it comes to just straight up and down life coaching, it's like part holding your hand, but mostly holding your feet to the fire and helping you step into the woman that you want to become, help you step into and do the things that that you actually want to do because if it were easy, you would already be doing that. So if you want life coaching, just shoot an email over to support at yourkickasslife.com and we'll give you some more information on that. So without further ado, here is my rant on comfort zones. All right, I'm just going to kind of freestyle here, and it's not like a freestyle rap or anything. I wish that I was that good where I can actually rhyme just from the hip. But no, I'm just going to talk here. What inspired it really was I was on the phone with a client, and she had sometimes I ask them questions ahead of time for them to think about, for them to focus on what it really is that they want support on. And one of the questions I asked was a super general one What do you want to focus on during our sessions? And this particular client answered and said, Why do I keep holding back from living the life I want and deserve? I know what I need to do. Why can't I just do it? Here's the thing. I think sometimes we tend to overanalyze what is the thing that's keeping me stuck. And I think sometimes very much so it is something like old traumas, family of origin stuff. Maybe it is these core beliefs that you have that are holding you back, that are keeping your inner critic in the driver's seat of your life. I mean, this is the stuff I teach on and coach and mentor my clients on all day, every day for the last decade plus. Of course, I think all of those are real. However, I also think that we can get stuck 
in analyzing that? What is the thing that I need to get to the bottom of? What is the thing that I need to uncover that will unstick me, that will set me free from these shackles that I have put on myself and just bound myself up with? I think that sometimes it just becomes a habit what we're doing to hold ourselves back. And again, I don't want to minimize all of those things. You know, your core beliefs matter, your negative self-talk and having more self-compassion for yourself. It matters. All of those things matter. They have profoundly changed my own life. And in some instances along the way, we can overthink it. We can sort of attach onto that and think, oh, I just need to learn more and uncover more. But I think what I'm asking you all to do is think about what is the absolute best thing you can think of? Like what is over there? What is the destination that you want? For this particular client, it was plain and simple, having more success in her life. It didn't matter if we were talking about financial success or more intimacy and closeness in her marriage or more connection in her female friendships or more success in her, you know, she wanted to start a new business and success all the way around the block in all of all areas of her life. So what is your over there? What is your success? So you paint this picture and you have this sort of version in your mind and it might be, you know, you might even nail it down a little bit more even to the routines that you have. And for this particular client, it was getting up earlier every morning to meditate and have this morning routine that set her up for the day and made her feel great about what it was going on. And maybe yours is you want to honor your values more so you're more in alignment with the woman that you want to be. Maybe it is that you're having courageous conversations that are difficult, but yet are setting boundaries. And that way you're being the person that you want to be. You're stopping the people pleasing, et cetera, et cetera. And you think about that woman. And then you think about your life that you're living right now. And maybe it is in complete opposition to this other version of you, or maybe you're not that far off. But I think that this is what is keeping so many people stuck. It's the fear of who you will be when you are over there. You've gotten so used to this identity of where you're at right now that that version of you This may be conscious or unconscious, and maybe it's just becoming conscious as I'm saying these words. It may be feel so far away and the just to totally change your identity to become this other version of yourself is so incredibly scary. This is the fear of success. And I talk about this fairly often because because it's something that I've struggled with myself. And, you know, it's like, I know what failure feels like. It sucks. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. I'm not going to pretend and be like, I'm used to it. It's good. I've got it down. It's totally no problem. No, failure fucking sucks. Like, let's be honest. It hurts. And I'm just, I've really gotten to the point though, where I trust myself enough to know how resilient I am. I have an amazing support system with my friendships, with my husband, with myself that I know what resilience looks like. And that is largely what I teach. But for me, success is that thing where it isn't just like a little step out of your comfort zone. I, I think like many of you, make up this story that it is so far out there and like the farthest possible step out of my comfort zone that I could possibly take. 
We all have these parts of us that we would never want other people to see about us or talk about us in a certain way, these mistakes that we would never want to make. And over there, we are way more risk for those coming true than if we stay in our comfort zone. So what we do is we engineer our lives to look a certain way. We engineer our lives to to be pretty good. You know, like we got the job and we get the paycheck and we get the relationship. We have some friendships. There might be like some minor things that we don't like about it, but for the most part, it's like good enough. And that is comfortable. We are kind of like flying under the radar, you know, don't want to call too much attention to ourselves. Don't want it to be too big, maybe just a little bit, but not too much. And it's like, God damn it. Because to become this other version of ourselves, to become this bigger, better more, you know, whatever you want to call it, more successful, more evolved, this best version of yourself is to risk so much. There's definitely been times in my life where my paycheck ran out before I got paid again, and I wish I could have accessed my next paycheck a few days before I was due to get it. Well, what if I told you that can happen with Earnin? Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use Earnin for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in noise under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. Noise under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash noise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash noise to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash noise. We make up a story that it is not worth the risk. And when I say the word risk, what does that actually mean? We are risking failure. We're risking putting ourselves out there emotionally. It's exposure. It's absolutely 100% exposure. Brene Brown talks about this and she talks about the inner critic as having two distinct messages. 
there's the message of I'm not good enough. It's not going to work out. I might as well just stay safe. And what we do is we do this personal development work and we work on it. I've taught classes just on that, on how to manage your inner critic. And for many of us, we can get past that. So then we step out of our comfort zone. We try the thing. We go after our successes. And while we do that, then the inner monologue becomes, who do you think you are? And for some of us, that's actual words that people say to us. Oh, isn't she getting too big for her britches? And oh, you think you're too good for us now? And oh, look at you. What are you trying to be a CEO or start your own business? Shit like that. You know, important stuff that so many of us want to do. And it doesn't matter what your thing is. It doesn't matter what your quote unquote success is. The stepping out of your comfort zone is. I think the point I'm trying to make in my ramblings is that if you feel stuck, if you feel in this place where you have played small for a long time and you're getting sick and tired of it, I ask you to ask yourself that question. What are you afraid might happen if it works out? What are you afraid might happen if you actually become this version of yourself? I'm not even going to say like that other person because you're still you. You have just massively stepped out of your comfort zone and given a big fuck you to the voice inside your head that's either saying, no, don't do it. You're not good enough. Or who do you think you are? Maybe it's saying both of those things. I don't know. But the whole thing brings me back to... When I was fresh out of life coaching school many years ago, gosh, almost 10 years ago at this point, it's sort of like after you've taken a customer service class when you, if you ever worked in retail and you're like, you know, you know all the right things to say and how are you doing today? And is that cash or check? I know I'm dating myself by asking if people are going to pay by a check, but you know what I mean? Like you're all just like fresh out of the learning. And one of the things that really struck me, and I used to write about this in, on my blog back in 2008 was the whole question of when you get to the end of your life, are you going to be proud of how you lived it? Or at least how you tried to live it? Did you give it a good old college try? And that's the thing. It's like, are you going to get to the end of your life and be like, wow, sure. I'm glad I stayed in my comfort zone. Sure. I'm glad I listened to my inner critic that warned me about the dangers of risk and exposure and doing the hard thing. I think not. I think that you're going to get to the end of your life and want to reflect back on it and say, I tried the really hard thing. I started my own business. Uh, it didn't work out, but I learned a shit ton from it. I asked that person out. It worked out. It didn't work out, but I learned from it. And on and on and on. I think what it comes down to is, are you going to be proud of the life that you lived? Would you rather get to the end of your life and look back and know that you stayed stuck because you were holding yourself back from living the life that you wanted and deserved? Or are you going to look back and be proud that you gave it a shot? What I also hear from people a lot is they describe what they want to be doing with their life or what was really out of their comfort zone, what their desires are du jour, just really kind of at that moment. And they worry, like part of what's keeping them stuck, they tell me is, what if I changed my mind? What if this isn't it? And I'm like, oh my God, who the fuck cares? Like you're allowed to change your mind. The thing is, is like, oh my God, we overanalyze so much. And the what if, and the what if, and what if I get it wrong? And all right. So if that's you, I hear you. 
okay, do it anyway. Like go after it and then you can regroup as you go. And you know, it's like our GPS does it all the time. Like you make a wrong turn and they're like, turn around when possible. Like your life can be that way too. You just start on the thing. And then as I always say, side note, we gain confidence by doing the courageous thing. You don't gain confidence first magically, like some gift that someone bestows on you wrapped up in a pretty box with a bow. That's not how it works. You gain confidence by doing something so scary and courageous at the same time. Then you go after it and you keep gaining confidence and keep gaining confidence as you do the courageous thing. And if you're not on the right track, if you're like, oh shit, I made a wrong turn. This isn't actually what I want to do anymore. This, um, I want to do something else. Then go that way. I had a completely different version of what this particular business was going to look like when I first started. Completely different. And I agonized only for like a half a second of like, okay, well, what if, what if this isn't it? Like, what if in 10 years, you know, what if this isn't the thing that I meant to do? And all of those thoughts. And I just, the bottom line of it is you learn as you go. Staying stuck and agonizing over the minor details and the minutia of it all will just keep you stuck. That does not help your destination. Slightly switching gears here, maybe like a half gear switch. I think there's another thing that can keep us stuck. And I think that that is not allowing ourselves, not giving ourselves permission to feel whatever feelings are coming up. What I see a lot, especially in women who are on the verge of a change, it can be a medium-sized change, it could be a big change. So for instance, if they have just signed up for one of my higher-end programs where we do some deep work, or maybe they are applying for a job, applying for a promotion, I should say, or maybe they are starting their own business, or, or it's just some big change is about to happen in their life. And they get scared shitless. Of course you are. Of course, you're about to change your life. You're about to do something major. And sometimes there are emotions that come up that might be confusing. And I just, oh, I, I think that I'm a true believer that our bodies are the wisest parts of ourselves, that we try to outsmart our body and we lose every time. Our bodies process information via our emotions and feelings. And sometimes we try to make them make sense, our feelings, I mean, and they don't make any sense. So we make ourselves wrong for it. Or people even say we're wrong for feeling X, Y, Z, and you shouldn't feel that way. You should feel this way. Well, it's like, excuse me, you're not me. Don't tell me how to feel. And I think that if many of us just gave ourselves permission to feel whatever we want, what was going on in our bodies and just honored that that was our body's way of taking care of ourselves, we would process it so much easier and many times so much faster and actually get unstuck from where we are at. We so much try to make sense of our emotions and why am I feeling this way and what does it mean? What does it mean? We are meaning-making creatures. Sometimes we just don't know. <laughs> Oh my God. It's like, we're going to get the golden ticket if we can name what it means. No, you won't. There's no golden ticket. 
It doesn't exist. And trust me, I have tried my damnedest to figure it out. Like if there was a trophy for trying to figure out emotions and trying to like, it's like one of those dry erase boards, like one of those math problems that was from that movie. What was that one with, with, um, the guy with the abs, Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting, you know what I'm talking about? Like where there's like that big math problem. Like that was me, like trying to figure out what this one emotion meant. It doesn't matter. <laughs> And meanwhile, our bodies are like having a good old chuckle over it. And they're like, why are you, what's the big deal? It's just, it's just a feeling. It's just an emotion. It's just doing its job. We don't overanalyze digestion. We don't overanalyze when we get a hangnail and then our body just like figures out how to fix it. You might have to trim it a little bit and help. You know, it's like, what does that mean? What does that hangnail mean? Like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just our body's way of taking care of itself. Like, what if it was just that easy? What if it was just that simple? And we could just like drive past it <laughs> and just let it ride and just let it ride and just let it happen and just gave ourselves permission. It's like, oh, here comes the crying bus again. And just, it was no big deal. NBD, not that serious. It's just a feeling. It's just sadness and crying or anxiety or whatever it is that day, I think that our overanalyzing of our feelings and trying to make it mean something and for fuck's sake, trying to push it down and bury it alive in hopes that it suffocates and dies so we don't have to look at it anymore or process it or have it be a part of our life. I know many of us are hellbent on that, raises hand. But I just think that that's one of the things that keeps us stuck so much is just not surrendering to it. And I'll tell you what, when I got sober in 2011, that was, those were some hard lessons in feelings. I felt like somebody took a bucket of feelings and, you know, AKA ice water and dumped it over my head unknowingly. And I just was like, how do I even deal with this? And it was so weird and it was so weird and it was so difficult. But here's the thing. I was making it difficult. I was making up like, I can't handle this. I can't handle all these feelings and there's something wrong with me and I don't know what this means. And then finally, I'm just like, what the fuck? It just, it is what it is. It's just like a burp that comes up after you drink some 7-Up or whatever. I've just talked for like a solid 15 plus minutes. And I don't know if any of this makes any sense. I just was feeling like I wanted to get this out and I turned on the microphone and had at it. So come on over to Instagram. Tell me what you thought of this podcast episode. If you are a patron, don't forget you can submit your questions, your personal specific questions to be answered in a Q&A episode and or submit general topics for me to do podcast episodes. I love those because sometimes it's hard for me to come up with new shit since I've been doing this for like 10 years now. Please tell me your topics that you want me to talk on. I love and adore all of you. This has been a really weird podcast episode. Hope you all stick around. And until then, I'll see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.